Hi everyone, my name is Anna Grace and welcome back to the Handprints podcast. If you are new here, like I just said, my name is Anna Grace and I am the host and creator of the Handprints podcast, a podcast centered on imprinting you with gospel truth so that you can go out and love your neighbor well. In today's episode, I interview Jenna Wilson. She is a college sophomore at Union University studying nursing, and she has been one of my friends for about four years now since we're sophomores in college and we met when we were sophomores in high school. And I've just watched Jenna so faithfully walk with the Lord these last couple years and she is going to just share some of her wisdom she's going to share about what this last year has looked like for her some of her um, struggles kind of in college and before college as well as talking about these kind of three major concepts of joy peace and hope and how only true joy peace and hope can be found in the lord and it was so so fun interviewing jenna for this podcast so i'm so excited to share this conversation with you guys it was truly a great one so without further ado let's go ahead and get into the episode with miss jenna wilson so my first question for you is who are you um so i'm jenna wilson (laughs) I am um, a sophomore at Union University, which is a private Christian school in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, And I'm a nursing major. And then I ended up adding a minor in intercultural studies. Um, And yeah, I actually grew up in Phoenix, Arizona for like the first um, 16 years of my life. And then I actually moved to Manhattan, Kansas for the last three years of high school, which is where I met Anna. (laughs) And the rest is history. And that's where we realized that we were the same person. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I finished out high school in Manhattan. And then um, my family actually moved back to Phoenix when I went to college. So I'm in winter break right now. So I'm back home in Phoenix. Um, And yeah, I grew up, I have three other siblings and then my two parents. Um, And I love my family so much. They are my best friends. Um, Yeah, I just have a big family and we've always been super close. Um, So that's a big part of who I am. And they've definitely shaped a lot of um, what I believe and um, what I want to do with my life and that kind of a thing. Um, And let's see, who am I? I grew up as a competitive dancer, which is also kind of how we connected, Mm -hmm. Um, talking about dance and kind of our love for that form of art, um, just because I'm not very good drawing or painting so dancing was my form of art that was about as much as it got (laughs) um but yeah so I dance um and then some other things that I love is just traveling and culture and um I have a big heart for missions that's been a big part of my story and uh, my experiences which is a big reason why I want to um, study intercultural studies and kind of implement that into nursing and my future in some way so yeah yeah and your Enneagram type, your O one. Do you have a wing? I'm um, definitely a nine wing. Um, okay. Yes, I'm a yeah. one wing nine. Um, yeah, how could I have forgotten that? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm a one wing nine. So I have all of my perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> Very organized, type A. Um, really morally driven, like right and wrong. Very black and white, um, which is 
brings strengths and a lot of weaknesses for sure. Um, and yeah, my nine wing is just, I want to have peace. Like I want everyone to get along. I don't want conflict. Um, and so I kind of, I'm definitely a people pleaser in that sense. We're all kind of shift and make sure that everyone's happy and, um, yeah. So love the Enneagram. Mm love the Enneagram we went on our like Enneagram journey together too because Ani when she was on here we talked about the Enneagram but you and I also you took a long time you probably took longer because Ani thought that she was another number you actually wouldn't like claim any number which I think is actually what you're supposed to do which is why you did it because it's what you're supposed to do everyone else just claims whatever they feel fits them in the moment and Jenna spent what seven eight nine months oh my gosh yes like maybe even up to a whole year to actually really be confident in saying yeah I think I'm a one yeah I went back and forth between like three different numbers because my results were like a six a one and a three yeah and then I was like okay I think I'm either a one or a three and it took me forever to Mm -hmm. figure out what I thought I know and I feel like I thought you were a three for a long time because I felt like before I knew you were a one, I didn't know very much about the one. If you have listened to the Handprints podcast before or if you know about this podcast, you would know that we're really about impressions around here and impressions that we make on others. So my next question for you is what is an impression that another has left with you that you carry with you to this day? Yeah, that's such a, I love that idea. Um, There's honestly so many just because of all of my moves. I've been able to meet so many different people and do so many different things um, that I've just learned so much from so many people. But I would say one of the biggest things more recently, I guess, just because it's recent. um, So my cousin Jake, he's about two years older than me, and he's been living down in Phoenix um, throughout COVID and quarantine and like currently right now. Um, And so we got super close and um, we met up about weekly to do what we called like a book club. And we would just hang out, talk about what we're reading and what we're learning. (laughs) And he is just like one of my biggest role models. He is a Christian studies and psych double major, I think. Um, And he's super intelligent and just so kind, but he's also kind of the opposite of me where he's really good at making decisions and explaining how he feels. (laughs) So he was really good at helping me with that. Um, but one of the things that he said to me, we were sitting down at, uh, like our favorite coffee shop and I was just talking to him about, uh, like being anxious and feeling like I wasn't at peace and like just kind of out of control with COVID and just with things the last couple of years. And he told me, he was like, okay, um, something that was super helpful for him personally going through some of the same things is he was like, I had to learn to sit in the moment and just stop and breathe just take a big deep breath and just say like this is good this moment is good Mm -hmm. um whether that's good or bad easy or hard um to just realize like this is a moment that the lord has intentionally put in your life for you to experience and you need to just sit take a deep breath and just realize like it is good. Um, And that even goes like the example he gave was like, Jenna, it can be as simple as just having a cup of tea and just taking a sip of your tea and being like, this is good tea. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. the simplest of things. But um, I think that was so helpful for me to kind of shift my perspective because 
I think with experiences and actions, I'm very pessimistic and I'll kind of go worst case scenario, um, especially when I feel like it might not be the right thing. Um, and so it was just really helpful for me to realize like every moment that I'm going to be in, like it's there for a reason and there's something to learn. And so I think him telling me like, Jenna, stop looking five years ahead of you. Stop looking even five hours in front of you. Just be where you are and realize that there's so much to gain from that moment. And so I think that's an impression that I've really um, held on to recently. That's so, so good, especially just in thinking it's a very anxious time right now for everyone. There's just so many unknowns right now in the world of like, when will life be back to what it was kind of thing. And just thinking like right now in this moment, we were meant to experience this, especially thinking like um, our belief that like God gives good gifts to his children and that he doesn't um, hold anything back from us. And it's so easy to not appreciate those moments because we're thinking about the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. That was still just really huge for me. Um, and I think I wish everyone in the world could have heard it in that moment just because of with COVID and everything. I think it's just such a good thing to, to focus on and remember mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Along those same lines, then, what is an impression that you hope to leave with others as they come into contact with you or as they're listening to this episode? Right. Um, I think um, one of the biggest things, so actually you can't really see it because it's a podcast and you're listening, but I have a tattoo. Um, and That's right, folks. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Enneagram One has a tattoo. I think that's weird. What? <laughs> um, and... So it's of an olive branch in my life verse is Romans 15, 13, which says, may the God of hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace so that your believing life filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit may brim over with hope. Um, and I've talked to Anna about this a lot and some other people in my family and some of my other close friends, but joy, peace, and hope have kind of been three things that have been really hard. And I think specifically for a lot of people, again, right now with what's going on in the world, um, and what I want when people listen to this or when they come into contact with me um, is just to get the sense that the worldly joy, peace, and hope that we get from, from gifts or from experiences or from um, relationships, while all of those can be really good things, that joy and that peace, that security is fleeting and it's temporary. Um, and just remembering like this is not our home. Um, and that was something that you had said to me a while ago about mm -hmm. something you were learning was that um, no matter where I am, I can remember that Jesus is my home. Um, mm -hmm. So I think when I'm able to remember that the Lord is my true provider of those things, that I can be content and I can um, feel at home and at peace knowing that I have everything I need because he's the one who's giving it to me. Um, and so I think whether that's through what I say, whether that's through what I do um, right now and in the future, um, that people would kind of see that, you know, there's something about her and there's something about people that she's with. And they think, well, that just can't be from mm -hmm. social media. That can't just be from this thing that she got for her birthday. Like it has to be from something bigger. And I just hope that it's the Lord's peace and that it's his Holy Spirit that's kind of shining through us and showing them that 
that's really where it comes from and that it's an offer that's extended to everyone. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably what I would say. Mm, that's so, so good. And yeah, we talked about that in like, I think it was probably February last year, or March, maybe when we were going home, but yeah, and even thinking, like, knowing you and knowing how long Jenna planned out this tattoo, oh my gosh, that that is the part of you where, like, when a one gets a tattoo, forever. I mean, we went and got tattoos in San Diego and you knew what you wanted, but you didn't get it while we were there. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I remember because I've been talking about it since, I know for sure senior year of high school, maybe even yeah. junior year, um, and I've been thinking about it. I almost got it while I was in Manhattan. And then I psyched myself out. And then we went to San Diego and I didn't do it. So glad you did, though. <laughs> and then right. went home and got mine. But yeah, <laughs> it was a long process. That's so. When did um, that verse, what was it, Romans 5.13? Is that what the verse? Romans 15.13. When did that verse kind of become so significant for you? Do you remember, like, what stage you were at in your life when that became that for you? Um, it was probably my, I think it might have been my sophomore year of high school. It was the year that I had moved to Manhattan. Um, I was 16. It was the year that I got baptized. Um, and Lake Elbow. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just remember like I was in a place I, I've moved several times in Arizona, um, and that was really hard just because my dad changed jobs because of different family circumstances and moved all the way to Kansas, and that was just so foreign to me, and I was just, I'm already an introvert and, like, a people pleaser, so that was just, like, really uncomfortable, <laughs> and I just remember, like, um, you know, I was either at school doing homework or in class, or I was um, at my house, or I was at dance because I mm-hmm. wanted to get involved in something. So I did dance there. And I just remember, I don't think I went to like my first Friday night football game until my senior year of high school. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't go to parties. Like I never did anything because I was just so overwhelmed and um, just second guessing every relationship, every little thing that now I can see now the Lord was trying to like place in front of me saying, Jenna, this is an invitation for you. But I just remember being so anxious and so lonely. And, and those were like scary words for me to kind of accept. And I didn't accept it for a long time. Um, But looking back at it now, I mean, that verse, it just, I don't even remember how I stumbled upon it. It might've just been in like a plan that I was doing or something, or maybe I heard it in a sermon and it just like clicked with me. I mean, I just, those three words, joy, peace, and hope. I was like, when I think about all the things that I struggle with, like those, like, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. what I need to be reminded of every single day. Um, because I was at a place where, um, I just felt kind of hopeless and I wasn't in like my walk with the Lord where I wanted to be. And so I found that verse And I knew that that was something that I wanted to, like, remind myself of every day. And so I got baptized and um, decided that that's how I was going to live, that I was going to let the Lord be my source of those things, that I was going to let the Holy Spirit guide me, um, and that I would have hope because of it. So, Yeah, yeah. And to think just how unique, like, the Lord's timing is that 
you know, your sophomore year through your senior year would be when your family's in Manhattan. Like, those probably the most pivotal years of your, like, pre-college existence. And then they moved back right after you graduated. Just thinking of, like, that time period and these three years, it was, like, the Lord changed so much for you in those years. Just knowing you and knowing, like, Jenna and I met on the first day of sophomore year. She sat next to me in our Spanish class, the infamous Spanish class. And then we had Spanish together junior year, too. And sophomore year, I think we'd maybe hung out, like, once or something like that and then it was really junior year where you me and our friend Ashley all started studying together for Spanish and then slowly like we became closer but just thinking like you were there for three years and I think the Lord so pushed you in that time and prepared your heart even in thinking like what you're doing now like going to school in Tennessee where you know no one and you don't have your family and just thinking like the ability to do that not that you wouldn't have been able to do that if you would have stayed in Arizona but you then had this experience of the Lord being so faithful through that season and also like I know you're so close to your family and now you go to school again even further than Kansas away from them what has that been like for you and what kind of how did the Lord kind of guide you towards union, if you want to talk about that? Because I'm sure there are seniors listening to this who are, they're in that season, I guess, what is it? It's the end of December. Oh my gosh, just thinking about this time two years ago, this was when we were getting all of our early action and early decisions back. So what was that like for you? Oh my gosh, yeah, that was uh not let's just say it wasn't what I expected it would be (laughs) like because I'm such a planner and I love school I love um learning I love studying (laughs) whatever um I was super excited about it and I was like okay like I'm gonna I'm excited I'm gonna have everything planned out it's gonna be ready to go um and I had really big dreams and I had really big goals of these places that I wanted to go or at least try for um and I remember I applied and I was kind of like we'll see what happens and like I'm just gonna keep it real we're gonna be 100% here um it's not one of those really cool like YouTube videos where it's like Ivy League reveal and then you get the happy moment where you get accepted to all of these big cool schools like I remember I was just, it was so hard for me. My parents were like, okay, Jenna, when you get the email, you're going to have to come and meet with us first and then we'll open it together. Like, I don't want you to open it by yourself. I remember I was just like, okay, I just have to be confident and be hopeful. And I remember when I got all of those early action, early decision results back, it was just so hard because almost all of them were either a rejection or was a wait list. Um, I think all of my first choices, all of my dream schools were rejections. And then um, like my second round of schools that I was like, I would still be really happy to go here. Those were all wait lists. Um, And then when I was looking into all the information, like finances just wouldn't have worked. And so those were kind of ruled out. And I remember I was just like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to tell anyone about like school plans 
because I remember it was like before I had gotten any of my decisions back I remember we read a basketball game for our friend Garen mm-hmm. and we were waiting outside <laughs> and you had gotten a call or maybe it was yeah you had got I got I got my letter back yeah letter and you had gotten accepted to Olaf and we were mm-hmm. freaking out just like shared that moment of excitement and of mm-hmm. joy and I remember just how happy I was for you and I was like oh my gosh like soon it'll be me and then I got my results back and I was like darn like (laughs) that's a bummer um and so really it was between like my backup schools which was GCU a school here in Arizona and then I remember I had just gotten my results back from Georgetown in DC and then when that fell through I was like okay like I'm bummed like because that was one of my top choices and I just went online my dad was like okay well we're just gonna just do some research so we went on to Google I think I just searched like top nursing schools US or something and there was a list of a ton and Union was eventually down the line and it was a Christian school. Um, and we just looked at some of the stats and we we're like, okay, like this might be a fit. And then it was only nine hour drive. So we drove, we went to go see it. Long story short, I didn't really commit or figure out where I was going to go until like two weeks before graduation. And it was just, yeah. I was freaking out. I was like, this is not what I expected my college prep like phase would be like. I thought I would have had it down. Um, but yeah, the Lord kind of just placed that result on Google (laughs) on my desktop and then we went and visited and it was a good experience. And, um, I knew that I wanted to go out of state, um, like not in Arizona where my family would be because I knew like moving to Kansas as hard as that was like, there was a time of so much growth and I like would not have the life. I wouldn't be speaking on this podcast if I hadn't moved to Kansas Mm. because I wouldn't have met you. So it's like, I know that there's so much to gain from getting out of your comfort zone and trying to learn how to be independent, which I'm still learning. Um, And so I said, okay, well, I'm just going to go and we're going to see what happens. And yeah, so now I'm at Union and it's been a mix of highs and lows. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I think freshman year is for a lot of people, but now you're in, you finished your first semester of sophomore year. You're going into your second semester. We're going into the new year. As you look back just at either your first year of college or just kind of this last year of like 2020, which really was only existent for like three months. So, you know, January through March. I'm just kidding. But when you look back, what is something the Lord has been speaking to your heart this year? I think so. It's just been such a crazy year. Um, at the beginning of the year, like when the semester started, my long story short, my car got stolen when I was bringing it to Tennessee. So that, that was, was this year. year. That was this year, Anna. That's so <laughs> weird. That feels like ages ago. This year was cursed from the start. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like so long ago, but it was the start of this year and my car got stolen uh, went to school and COVID happened, got sent home. My summer plans got canceled and changed and, um, roommates kind of fell through and all of these different things. And I think, um, kind of going back to like the impression that my cousin had left on me, I'm such, because I'm such a planner and, um, 
I've never really thought of myself as someone who wants to be in control because I'm not like an extroverted person and I don't like to be necessarily the life of the party. But when it comes to my own life and when it comes to my own um, path, I guess, I like to know what's going on. I want to make sure that it's safe, that it's right, that it's, you know, um, not in that gray zone. And so um, I think... I just think ahead so much or I dwell on the past instead of just being in the moment like he was trying to tell me. And I think what the Lord has been trying to teach me is that um, accepting him into my life and inviting him into my day and asking him to give me that joy, peace and hope, like Romans says, um, it's a daily decision. It's not just, okay, I was baptized in, when I was 16, the rest of my life, I'm just going to, it's just going to magically be there every day when I wake up. Like it's a daily thing. And that was such a big um, hurdle for me this year because everything was being changed and there was nothing I could do to keep my plans that I had set to stay where they were. And um, I was just always, like I said, dwelling on the past or thinking about the future. And I was failing to kind of realize all of the, the light and the gifts and the lessons that the Lord was intentionally placing in front of me and everyone um, through this time, through quarantine, through my car getting stolen, through all of these things. Um, and so I think it's just become a thing where there's days where I wake up and I'm content and happy. And then there's other days where I wake up and I'm just super anxious. My anxiety's through the roof. And then another day where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no friends. Like, and, and it's just, I'm like a hormone, hormonal teenager all over again. It's just like um, realizing that I don't have to go through every day and just um, think that it's doomed to be bad because that's how it started. Like I can wake up and say, okay, Lord, I might've woken up with a couple anxious, dark thoughts, but right now I'm going to invite you in. I'm going to let you guide. I'm going to give you control and I'm just going to walk accordingly. And I'm going to... Um, just see what happens, see what you have for me. Um, and maybe it ended up being what I wanted it to be and maybe it didn't, but I think in the end, it just really shows me like his provision over all of it. Um, and it just reaffirms everything from my whole life about him providing through all of those moves, through meeting all of you guys and um, through union and college experiences. And um, it's just been teaching me like, faith is a daily challenge and it's a daily gift and it's something that um, I have to work for and just fall in love with God every single day and just realize why I chose to um, devote my life to following him. So, mm-hmm. mm, That's so sweet and just that idea of walk accordingly. Like we have so much truth in the bible and just knowing like in light of who the lord is might we walk accordingly might we walk filled with joy peace and hope because the lord continues to pour that over our lives you know when we rest in him i guess kind of the last question that i have for you is as we move into 2021 um and kind of holding on loosely what are some hopes and dreams that you have and that the Lord you feel is beginning to whisper to you um for this coming season for this coming year yeah um I think I mean first and foremost just I guess is kind of reiterating what I've already said but just taking you know what I've learned and really trying to implement it whether 
you know, this pandemic continues and the circumstances continue in the United States or whether, um, you know, things kind of go back to normal, whatever normal is anymore, um, to continue what I've learned and bringing it into the new year. Um, and But also realizing, like, just because COVID might end or be done, that doesn't mean that, you know, tough seasons and hard times aren't going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I really just want to be in a place where, um, every day, like I said, I'm just leaning into what he says of me and what he calls me to. Um, I'm actually, this next semester, um, for the start, I'm going to be studying abroad. Um, I'm going to be in Ecuador, crossing my fingers, January 12th. I'll be leaving, hopefully. (laughs) And I think that's um, something that I'm super excited about because I'm like, it's going to be even further out of my comfort zone. I'm going to be trying to become fluent in a language where I've learned it, but, you know, it's been a while. (laughs) And I just want to be in a place where I'm not overthinking and second-guessing relationships and the language. I just want to be in a place where, you know, every person I come into contact to, every experience that I'm made available to, um, that I'm making the most of it, and that I'm realizing, like, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad, but it's it's so worth it. <laughs> like um, That's something that I've been saying a lot recently, just with people asking me about studying abroad or, you know, what's been going on recently. And I'm like, yeah, there's been some hard times and it's been a rough path to try to get things ready, but it's going to be worth it. Um, and I think that's just like something that I think about um, with faith and with the Lord is like, He's so worth it. Like all of the hard work, all of the um, the loneliness we might feel, all of the anxiousness that we might feel, like, yeah, it's hard, but you have to remember, like, that is just the evil one whispering in your ear and telling you lies. And it's it's a learning curve and it's learning to develop those strategies and those goals of being like, okay, Jesus, like, I know that this isn't you speaking to me. Like, I know this is the evil one. I know this is Satan. And I need you to intervene and to, like, block out that darkness. I need your light to shine over it. Um, And so I think that's just going to be something that um, I'm super hopeful for, is that the Lord's light and that his glory is just going to come over all of it, that it's going to come over everything. And I just pray that, you know, you and me and people who are listening and, people who we come into contact with that they realize that and that they can um, help build up the kingdom of God and to kind of share the gospel and leave these impressions that you do such a good job of talking about and that they're able to um, feel like they have a part in leaving those impressions on other people because God gives us the ability to do that. He allows us to um, like make a good mark on the world. Like it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, um, like he gives you the power to do that. And I just am so hopeful for what that's going to look like for me personally and just for everyone. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited about the new year. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was so great to have you. Um, and yeah, we just loved having you. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I loved it.
All right, you guys, that was my entire interview with Jenna Wilson. Once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Jenna, and to all my listeners, happy 2021. This episode was recorded last week, so it was recorded in 2020, but I am so excited to be in the new year, as I'm sure many of you are also, and I will continue to do another episode probably about some of my goals as far as just like what my relationship with Jesus, what I want it to look like in this year, which really is just faithfully following him. But with that being said, season one only has a couple more episodes in it because I'm going to go throughout the month of January and then take a break for a little bit. And then Ani and I will be on for season two starting about mid-February, maybe early March. So super excited to just finish up the season and I have a couple more guests hopefully coming on before the end of season one. But Thank you guys so much for listening today. As always, you can follow us at The Handprint Creative on Instagram to have updates about the podcast. All right, that's all I have to say for today. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye.